say something, I'm giving up on you. I'll be the one if you want me to. This pandemic is showing us that life really is about relationships. It's almost showing us, and uh, this sounds, this feels kind of familiar, but mm. it's almost like this is what happens when people stop being polite and start being real. Mm. You know? Yeah. But really, we're here, we're doing this because we really do believe there is hope mm -hmm. and there is hope in every relationship. That's true. So what if we could build something better and stronger in this time? Maybe even fun. 
Maybe, maybe even fun. Maybe it could be fun. Maybe it could be. Let's find out. another episode of Together for Salem. I'm Aaron, and this is my lovely wife, Monica. Uh, Monica, can you tell the awesome people out there what we are doing in our basement? We are in our basement. We have always loved our basement, but we are spending extra oodles amounts of time in our basement. And I'll show you guys a shot really quick. I'm just going to video what it actually looks like (laughs) behind the scenes. I mean, John did this last week, but that's my workstation right there. You're going to see like an hour ago. You're gonna see it, cause it's, it, yeah. Anyway, you'll get a picture. Uh, but here we are in our basement. We're Cross Creek Community Church. We are, we go there. We go to Cross Creek. We do. Um, this is put out by Cross Creek, but we are in our basement hosting this because of social distancing rules. We can't um, be with John. So we're just kind of introducing um, our pastor to you. And he's gonna give a message today about relationships. He's taking what love looks like from last week. If you didn't see episode six, check it out. He took what happened last week, and he's going to go a little deeper and a little more um, pinpointed, targeted this targeted. week on relationships and marriages. Um, Precision. Yes. Precise. And, and it's very good. Um, so we're excited about that. But I just I just want to commend you. Me? Yeah. Oh, you did, did something really great this week. A few things, laundry and dishes included. But um, I cut my hair this week. <laughs> yeah. And you... You came up, and I think you handled it really well because I was at my computer working, and um, I think I had to bring it up. You did have to bring it up. I brought it up, which well, that's I noticed fine. before you brought it up, though I did. And you said that, and I believe you. I, I'm telling the truth. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't lie about this. But you said it looks nice, uh-huh. and also the thing that you made me laugh because you said, "Oh, I thought you just washed your hair." Like I haven't been washing my hair, but it made but me laugh because I was like, okay, that's good. If it was like a super noticeable haircut, I mean, we could do like a side by side from last week to this week. Yeah. Um, if it was super noticeable, that'd be a problem. Like it's almost good that you didn't notice. That's true. So it's just a nice trim kudos, and it looks good. Yeah. You know, thanks. Yeah. Sure. It's not a mohawk, but it's not a mohawk. Yeah. Sorry. To each his or her own. I know. Sorry. Yeah. We had some, some talk about that, but it didn't happen. Um, so that kudos was just, to you. That was just one relationship thing that one, happened this week. Yeah, of many. One of many. Yeah. And, you know, you're experiencing it too, whether you're married or dating or single or retired or whatever. Mm. We're all experiencing relationships at a whole new level. Totally differently. So we hope this um, next part of what you're about to experience is super duper helpful. Mm-hmm. That's our goal. Um, we would love to hear from you. So part of, I don't know, if you're not a church person, that's great. That's mm-hmm. why we're here is for unchurched people, people who don't want to go to church. That's Cross Creek. So, but when we were meeting in a building, we could see your faces. Like yeah. we could hear, you know, your laughter over coffee and snacks. Mm-hmm. Um, we John could see your faces in the audience, but this is, it feels like a lo- lonelier experience than it usually is. So what we would love for you to do is comment below. Let us know you're listening. Let us know you're here. You can do it on YouTube or Facebook. You can also send us a message. And before at Cross Creek, when we had new guests, we would give out 
gift cards for coffee. Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to do that. So if you're new and this is your first time watching or you've been watching, but you haven't let us know, let us know. We can send you a gift card. Like we can send you an e-coffee card. Mm-hmm. So do that at this website right here. Let us know you're watching. We'll send you that um, welcome gift. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be more encouragement to know that we're not alone in this because we're not. We're together. That's right. Right. But first, we're going to we're gonna play a game. So we're going to do a quick game and then John's going to talk. It's game time. Game time. But it's called Whisper Challenge. It's called the Whisper Challenge. Enjoy it and we'll see you on the other side. Okay. I cannot hear anything. Okay, great. Is Carol guilty? Something, something, something. (laughs) Is Carol guilty? You're... Is Carol guilty? His hairy butt. Okay. Is. It's. His. Is. 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 Yes! Is Carol. Is Harold? Carol. Is Harold? Carol. Carol? Uh, Yes. Is Carol guilty? Is Carol singing? (laughs) Guilty. Interesting? Guilty. Did Carol kill her husband? (laughs) No, close. Is Carol guilty? Guilty? Yes! Is Carol guilty? Yes. I can't hear you. Can you can hear me? Okay. Can, can you hear me? No? Okay, let's test this out. Uh, I know you went to bed last night. No? Okay. <laughs> right. We need groceries. <laughs> what? <laughs> we need groceries. We need groceries. Yes! the wipes. Don't forget the wine. Do it again. Don't forget the wine. Don't forget the wine. Wipes. Wine. White. Don't forget the wine. (laughs) Wipes. Hey, you've said that. I thought we were doing a theme here. (laughs) Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. It's nice and loud. Can you hear me? First one. Distance learning sucks. <laughs> what? Distance learning sucks. Lindsay Lohan sucks? <laughs> she does, but no. <laughs> okay, next one. Okay. I'm not getting that one. Okay. Ready? Do you want to zoom? I'm guessing it has something to do with poop because you got a poop on it. Do you want to zoom? Do you want a scoop? <laughs> do you, Close. Do you want a poop? No. Do you want to zoom? Do you want to sleep? No. Zoom. Zoom! Zoom! Do you want to zoom? Do you want to zoom? Yes. (laughs) 
shelter in place with me. One more time. Shelter in place with me. Something plays with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dragon. Shelter in place with me. <laughs> I'm still seeing plays with me. Alright. Not plays with me. Alright, next one. I'm not good at this. Six feet apart. Persimmons. <laughs> Stay six feet apart. <laughs> what do you got? You're not gonna make me say that. Yes, I am. <laughs> say it. Set. <laughs> <laughs> what? Stay six feet apart. One more time. Stay six feet apart. Stay six feet apart. Steaks are for the party! <laughs> they are. No. <laughs> Stay six feet apart. Oh, I can do steaks! Stay. Stay. Six feet. Stay at home! No. Oh. Stay six feet apart. Stay safe. Stay. Six. Six. Feet apart. Six feet apart. Yeah, stay six stay feet apart. Stay six feet apart. Yes. You got more for me? Six and six and one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't hear you. Okay. Okay. Do I look fat in this? Trailer something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you think I'll survive this? Nope. Last Again. time, last time. Do I look fat in this? Again? Nope. <laughs> I can't get it. I don't know. Okay. Where my pizza? <laughs> Where are my legs? Where my peeps at? Where, Where my are my Peanut butter. Ah. Peanuts at? Where are my where are my people at? Where are my peeps at? Is that it? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Monica. Last one, you ready? Okay. Date night Tuesdays. Again. Date night Tuesdays. Again. <laughs> Date night something. Date night Tuesdays. Date night Tuesdays. Yes! yes! <laughs> I just want to kiss your mouth. Okay. Mwah. Welcome to Together for Salem. It is good to be seen by you. And uh, we're outside because quarantine can drive you crazy, right? Like that game. Um, isn't that kind of how 
relationships and felt have felt right now uh, whether you're married or in a significant relationship that you just feel like you know you, you can't connect and there's a bunch of miscommunications there's misunderstandings you're not really hearing each other right and that just seems to be um, magnified when you're forced to be together when life is completely changed and you're forced to be stuck at home with each other and so while we're in this time what we the question we've been asking is this what do we want life to look like after this how could we use this time of major life change of being cooped up to actually improve life to improve life now and to improve life after this to improve ourselves to improve our relationships maybe even through that to improve our community And last week, we talked about a question that I think can revolutionize every relationship, can almost simplify every relationship, can bring joy out of every relationship. That question is, what does love look like? In every situation, whether you are feeling it or not, you ask the question, what does love look like? That's a good question, but I think we can go, we can drill down a little bit deeper. And what does that specifically mean? And what does that specifically mean for marriages? What does that specifically mean for significant relationships where you are committed to each other? And here's the thing, you know this, I know this, every marriage, every relationship is different. There's no one size fits all answer. There's no um, cookie cutter thing you can say, hey, do this in your marriage and everything will be perfect. And the thing is, God knows that too. He knows we're all different. He knows that we relate to each other differently. And so he didn't say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna write the Bible and there's, uh, here's the top 10 list you have for the things you need to do for a healthy marriage. He didn't do that. What he did do is give us this uh, overarching principle, this big idea that if we apply it and we practice it, it can change, it can uh, improve every relationship. It can make our relationships, our marriages healthier, a source of happiness and joy instead of, instead of frustration. Because what if, what if we could use this time not to just survive our marriages, survive our relationships, and hopefully come out and still like each other, but actually use this time to improve them, to have, have the relationship you've always wanted. And so uh, the Apostle Paul actually talked about God's overarching principle for uh, marriages. Uh, he, he talked about it in an ancient letter he wrote to Jesus followers in the uh, ancient city of Ephesus. We call it the book of Ephesians. It's just a letter he wrote to uh, Jesus followers in Ephesus around 62 AD. And in this letter, he tells us what this overarching principle for marriage is and how we can have healthy relationships. And he's writing to Jesus followers. And so if you're not a Jesus follower, I've got good news for you. You're completely off the hook. You don't have to do anything I'm about to talk about. You could, you know, just skip forward to see who won the prize this week. But here's the thing. Whether you believe Jesus is the Son of God, rose from the dead, or any of that, what we're going to talk about, I think, can change your life, can change relationships. You don't have to believe Jesus is God for this to actually help. So I would recommend sticking around. But he's, he's, he's writing to Jesus followers, and this passage we're going to look at actually might be one of the reasons you don't want to be a Jesus follower, might be one of the reasons you have given up on Christianity or don't even want to explore Christianity in the first place because the passage we're going to look at at has been abused, misused, weaponized by uh, people like me, by pastors for, for years. But that wasn't the point of this passage. In fact, here's the thing. Most of the things people don't like about the biblical writings come from someone else abusing the biblical writings. 
The stuff you don't like about it is probably because it's been taken out of context. Somebody's abused it. And this spe specific passage is usually abused by a man trying to have power over a woman, which is the exact opposite of why Paul wrote it and the exact opposite of the meaning of this passage. Because here's the thing, usually people start the passage right here. This is where they start here in the sermons and you know, here's where you usually start is, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And all the women go running for the hills and saying, I don't wanna be a part of anything like this where I am forced to submit to a man just because he's the man. But that's not what Paul's saying. See, Paul actually started this conversation earlier, a, a sentence earlier where he says this. He says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another, talking to men and women, talking to all Jesus followers. Because here's the thing, according to Paul, a Jesus follower marriage should be characterized by mutual submission where everybody's submitting to everybody. And that still sounds terrible, doesn't it? Submission. Who wants, who wants a marriage that's all about submitting and putting your, but that's not the thing. See, submission, the, the definition I use for submission is this, willingly giving all of me for what benefits you the most. It's not that complicated, is it? Willingly giving all of me for what benefits you the most. If you're a math person, maybe we're all now math people because we're helping kids with homework, if that's you. Here, I have an equation for you. Here's what it is. You being greater than me equals submission. What an easy way to remember it. That's what submission means when we're talking about submission. And that mutual submission, Paul is saying, is the standard for every relationship a Jesus follower has. Mutual submission. And why do we submit? Because it's the rule? Because the Bible says so? No. The reason for submitting like this is out of, it says out of reverence for Jesus. Not because I'm scared of Jesus or he's going to zap me. But be, it's like this. Because Jesus did so much for me, because I've been so loved, so forgiven, because he submitted his life for me, I want to do that for others. I want to do that especially for the people I say I love the most. It doesn't have to do with a rule. It has to do with love. What does love look like? It looks like mutual submission. Again, if you're not a Jesus follower, you don't have to do any of this. You can just go back to doing, you know, what you've what you've always done in your relationships if that's been working for you. But again, I think this can really revolutionize, change, if, uh, make your relationships more fulfilling. And so what does this mutual submission actually look like? in a marriage? That's a good question. Paul answers it. He says, so this is that verse we talked about. Wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And you're saying that's still offensive. I know. It does sound offensive, doesn't it? It was even more offensive when Paul first wrote it almost 2,000 years ago. But it was offensive for the opposite reason. See, that offended men because they're like, submit. Paul, you're going too soft. In our culture, women obey their husbands. The man is in charge. Either the husband or the father is in charge of the woman and they need to obey. This submit, that's too, like, too easy, too namby-pamby. But here's the thing, Christianity, whether, people don't, don't seem to know this, but Christianity actually elevated the status of women far beyond what they had experienced before. Women's rights comes out of the idea that everyone is created equal. Everyone is loved by God equally. Everyone submits mutually, equally. 
So that's what Paul's saying. That's why it was offensive to the people reading it. See, because submission isn't about, I have more power than you, I'm greater than you. Submission, that's obedience. Submission is a choice between equals. See, if you're not equal, it's obeying. King, servant, uh, parent, child, you obey because they have the authority. But with submission, it has to be equal. I choose to put you first. And so Paul is saying that in a Jesus-following marriage, an equal wife chooses to submit to an equal husband. Not because he deserves it, because he probably doesn't, because he's human. And it's not because he's the man. She submits because that's what love looks like. She puts his needs above her own. Giving Submission, giving up what you want right now for what's best for them. But here's the thing. Paul doesn't just, you know, say, women do this and guys, you're off the hook. He actually goes even more in depth for husbands. Here's what he says next. For husbands, this means, this mutual submission means love your wives. Ah, that's easy. I love her. Not so fast, pal. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. See, Love, that sounds easy until you actually know what love is. Love is a choice. Love is an action. Love is putting people's lives above your own. Just like Jesus did. How did he submit? He submitted all of himself for the world he loves. He served. The one who who deserved to be served by everyone chose to serve everyone instead. He submitted his rights, his needs for us because he loved us. He showed what love was looked like. And that standard is the standard Paul is saying a Jesus-following husband needs to live up to. You give yourself up for her. That was ridiculous in that culture. That was offensive in that culture. Think about this culture. Most marriages were arranged, and they weren't for, you know, ooey-gooey love feelings. They were for producing children so that there was an heir and so that the society was strong. The For the Romans, women, women could sometimes own land, but they were under the authority of their father or their husband. Sometimes when they're married, they're under the authority of both of them. They didn't have rights. It wasn't a, you know, she needs to be loved and her needs go before yours. She was there to fulfill your dreams, to fulfill your, your desire for, for offspring and a big name. For the Jews, it was the same thing. Women didn't have rights. They weren't um, even allowed to, to testify in court. Their, their word was meaningless. Um, the, the husband could divorce his wife for any reason he wanted. In fact, when the, the disciples were like, hey, Jesus, what about marriage and, and divorce? And he said, you can't, you really shouldn't divorce your wife unless there's like, th- she's been cheating on you and stuff. And they're like, are you serious? That's the only reason? Then nobody should get married. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's hard. You need to know what you're getting into. And so this whole idea of mutual submission, it sounds difficult, doesn't it? Because it is. But here's the thing. When we ask, what does love look like? If you're a Jesus follower, the question isn't, what does my love look like? If you're a Jesus follower, the question is, what does Jesus's love coming through me look like? It's not my love. It's Jesus's love. In fact, earlier in this passage, Paul tells us what that is. He says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You're not relying on yourself. You're relying on God's love to come through you. You rely on the love of God living in you to submit yourself to what benefits the other the most. Now that might all sound good and 
you might be like, oh, you know, that's, I love that idea. But either right now or in a couple of minutes, you're gonna be saying, yeah, but you know what? I got a problem with that. And that's totally normal, that's totally natural. I think the main question that comes out of this is, but what about me? Like, what if, what if I'm the only one doing this in the relationship? What if I, I submit and give all of me and they take advantage of it and they don't reciprocate and I'm just kind of like the, the Cinderella of the relationship? That's a fair question. And when we're talking about this mutual submission, I am not talking about an abusive relationship, whether, whether emotionally or physically abusive. That is not what Paul is saying. That's not what God is saying. If, if you're in that, get safe, get help, get out, email us somehow, and we will get you help. That's not what we're talking about, where you have to stay and submit no matter what. What he's saying is choose to submit, choose to, choose to love. And it's normal to think about the what ifs of you being the only one, of getting walked on, but submission is a result of trust. Not that you trust the other person because you can never fully trust the other person, but trusting God. Submission comes out of trusting God. If you have your identity, your worth, coming from your heavenly father who loves you perfectly, you don't have to worry about what about me because you know he's taking care of you. You know he loves you. You know he, he is looking out for you. And so you're free just to, just to love and trust God to take care of you. You don't have to fight for your own rights because God is fighting for you. You're free to choose love. And that takes a lot of trust. And trust takes a lot of practice. And so start small, pray, ask God to give you that trust so that you can submit. Rely on him to do it. Don't force it, just rely on him to give you that love. And then reach out to a trusted friend and talk about this. Talk about, hey, I'm having trouble. Can you pray for me? Can you help me? But here's the thing, love has no loopholes. There's no easy way around asking what does love look like and choosing to submit. And so husbands, how do we mutually submit? How do you give your life up for her? Whatever life is to you, that is second to her. Yes, it's easy to say, oh, I would die for her. But would you die daily? Would you let your desires, your dreams, your hopes for the future, your, would you let your career die for her if you needed to? That's love. And that takes strength. And that takes maturity. And that's why marriage is for men, not for boys. Because it means choosing to die daily for her. And wives, what does that look like? What is mutual submission? Maybe it means, you know, when other wives are bashing their husbands, you don't participate. Maybe it means appreciating your husband in public and privately. Talking good about him, showing him what the good things you see in him. But for, for both husbands and wives, here's a good principle. Celebrate progress and let go of perfection. This is something we can never perfect. But if we celebrate the progress, if we look for the progress in each other, we look for the good in each other, we can celebrate that. And that will encourage us to mutually submit. You choose to see them as they are trying to be now, not as they were in the past. And so wives, think about it. If you knew your husband genuinely loved you, continually put your needs, your wants, your dreams above his own, if your happiness was his top priority, you knew it beyond a shadow of a doubt, and he listened to you and you talked, he honored you in public and in private, and you knew that if the need arose, he would willingly lay down his life for you, would that be a guy that would be difficult to submit to? No, that would... That would, you would want to be a part of that relationship. You would want to see what does love look like in that relationship. 
Husbands, if you knew your wife had your back, no matter what, if, if you knew she talked you up to her friends and her mom and was consistently seeking what was best for you, supported you, gave you the benefit of a doubt, would it be difficult to submit your wants and dreams for her, to give your life up for her? No. Think about this. What if all of our fights, all of our arguments weren't about what I wanted, I'm not getting what I want or what I deserve. No, what if all of our arguments were about us trying to outdo each other in showing love? Andy Stanley puts it this way. He says, Christian marriages should be a submission competition. Our fights should be about us trying to submit even more. That's the goal for every relationship. And that's something we can start now. While we are in this time, we can start practicing it now. What better time to start than now? It's because jobs will come and go. Money will always be elusive, but a marriage based on love and submission can bring happiness and support in the worst of times. See, mutual submission is the foundation of a fulfilling relationship. And so next week, we're gonna talk about what does love look like? What does this submission look like between parents and kids? Back to you, Aaron and Monica. Thank you, John, for that. I'm a parent, so I'm looking forward to that message next week for sure. Should be good. Um, but it's the time of the episode where we get to give away a prize. This week's prize is, you can't have this mug, sorry, this is my mug, but it is <laughs> it is the Acme Cafe, which is not trying to play favorites here, but it is my favorite place in Salem. But anyway, yeah, uh, it is, I know, I probably shouldn't do that. But uh, anyway, this place is awesome. And the winner this week is, Donna P. Woo! Donna P, congratulations. 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 You will also be dining out contactless or whatever from Acme this week. So enjoy that. If you want to bring by some fries. Uh, anyway. We'll take them. We'll take them. Monica, what are people going to win uh, ah, next week and how they, how, how they can do that? Yeah. How can they? How can they? Can I just give a quick shout out to all of the previous giveaways we've done? So I just want to list them off really quick. Because you didn't win that one. Yeah. That was but cool. I'm hoping I win next week because next week is North Fresh Sushi. Our friend Jeff um, has a food truck at the yard and it's called North Fresh Fresh Sushi. That's a mouthful. North Try to fresh. say that three times fast. North Fresh Sushi. North Fresh Sushi. It's delicious. It's amazing. It's high quality, amazing goodness. Mm-hmm. We're giving away a gift card to mm-hmm. North Fresh sushi or we're not if i just take it or maybe you'll comment below and you'll have to watch raffle. next week and see how the sushi was giveaway yeah. all you have to do is comment in the video maybe mm-hmm. you've already done that because we asked you to do that at the beginning but you just entered a giveaway for north fresh sushi so comment mm-hmm. on the facebook video or on the youtube video um, and we'll enter you into that giveaway for north fresh super excited about mm-hmm. that all right so that's it thank you so much for coming to our house and listening to this. If you listen to the whole thing without scrubbing through it, extra kudos to Bonus you. points. Next week, we're gonna be talking about parenting, which is gonna be helpful, whether you're a parent, a grandparent, or maybe a future parent, maybe mm-hmm. even a kid, if you're a kid watching, yep. you're gonna get some helpful tips too from John. Mm-hmm. So we are so glad you're with us. So glad you came. Come back again, and we'll see you next time on Together for Salem. <laughs>